Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is another street tip segment, and my guest is my dear friend and street photographer, Marie Legnaud. Bonjour, Marie. Hi, Valerie. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'm so excited to have a girl on the show. <laughs> I must say, the street photography community is, uh, is a lot more guys than girls. So, just so thrilled to have a conversation with you today. And uh, you're going to give us your, ten, your top 10 street tips. But in case somebody out there still doesn't know who you are, who is Marie? Well, there's a lot of people not knowing me, Valérie, so <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> so I am a street photographer currently based in London. I spend a lot of time as well in Chicago, and uh, I am from France, so, so just like Valérie. <laughs> and um, I actually shoot black and white and color and from a, a lot of different uh, types of subjects. Um, I have published a book and... I do uh, workshops like Valérie, and we know each other from the Out of Chicago conference. Yeah, so we, we've known fun. each other for longer, but we actually met for the first time in Chicago. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it so was it great is. fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you started street photography actually while you were living in Chicago, right? Yes, about three years ago. Okay. Um, so suddenly realizing that I could take pictures all over the place, close to my home, and I didn't have to, to just wait to travel 10,000 miles to do that. And so Chicago is a fantastic city for street photography, and I totally encourage you to visit it. Yeah, it is it's great. A, it's a great yeah. city. And uh, so now you're in London, and London is pretty cool. What, uh, what were the biggest differences as a street photographer when you went from Chicago to London? Oh my God, it's like black and white. Is it? Yes. Like Chicago is a very quiet city, in fact. So you have very few people and you can take those, um, you know, the same types of photography you take, Valérie, in Minneapolis. Yeah, more minimalist, have, yeah. Yeah, minimalist, um, like one person, superb architecture, etc. Uh, in London, it's so crowded. So the places where you can take pictures are like crowded with people. So you get to be very close to people. You take a lot more portraits. Yeah. It's very lively. Obviously, you have a lot of different cultures and people. And and from a and from a light perspective, it's also very different to be in Europe versus the US. And um, so you have to, yeah, I had to to adjust. adjust. Yeah and change and, and find my ways in London. But uh, I'm still learning and I'm yeah. still figuring out how to, to really sense that city. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of opportunities in London too. I mean, it's an amazing city. To it is amazing, well. but it's true. Yeah, it's a lot more packed. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it's true. Chicago, although people who have never visited Chicago may have the idea of it being really bustling and, and busy like they picture New York City but but it's not so you're right you you find a lot of areas that are not so busy so if you and I, I do like to shoot that way too I don't I don't particularly like crowds I like to isolate my subjects and um, yeah it's it, it, I can see how it, it's easier done in Chicago than it would be in London for sure yeah never yeah, thought so of it that way but you got a good point point. And you shoot with a Leica. Let's uh, mention that 
at the beginning of the of the show because people always want to know what you shoot for with. So what do you shoot with exactly? So I shoot with a Leica M240. Okay. Uh, it's a very, it's a fantastic camera. I don't think you can shoot with something better than that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I have a 35 millimeter lens with it. Mm -hmm. So um, F2. And so I can shoot at night and, um, and I do that a lot too. Yeah. So actually I went out. So on a Leica, the 35 would be an equivalent to 50 on a full no, frame? It, Or is it 35 is 35? Frame. Okay. Yeah, it's full frame. Oh, it's full frame. Okay. Yeah. So that's so that's the same focal length that I prefer. It's 23 on my on my Fuji is a 35 equivalent. And that's my favorite focal length as well. So it is great. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the most uh, versatile one. Mm -hmm. You can actually take wide angles. Yeah. You can take portrait. Yeah. You, just, you still need to get close to people. So this is fun and mm -hmm. challenging for this reason. Yeah. But at the same time, you can take, you know, you can take an amazing, big, wide angle with your architecture and someone yeah. in it. So you can really do both. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's why this, the, this lens, well, my camera, you can't detach it anyways. <laughs> it's, it's permanent on it. And that's why I love it so much. And I don't need anything else, really. Um, I mean, I have another camera. And I, I was out actually last night with a 35 1.4, which is a 50 equivalent. And I find myself... I have to step back. I'm <laughs> it's just I'm so used to to the other focal length that I feel like oh I'm just too too close. So you get used to that focal length and it makes you work faster. Yes, I absolutely agree with For you. Sure. I yeah. have one camera, one lens. Yeah. I think I should have put that in my tips actually. <laughs> That's right. Well we can say that's a tip number zero. One camera, one lens. <laughs> absolutely. So let's start. What is your tip number one? All right. Let's start. So my tip number one is to learn to see the light. Mm -hmm. So I basically, uh, light, as we all know, is everywhere. It's not just a matter of exposure or having the right settings, right? I mean, photography is about light. Yes. And I think that if we get to see the light and most importantly, the contrast around you, even if the sun is not shining out, It's very important to get that um, those interesting image uh, with a lot of tonal differentiation, and uh, and I feel a lot of people are not actually learning to see that very well. So they take you know pictures that are very flat. Yeah. But it also light is obviously much more than that. So light is shadows, light is lines, shapes, shades, and and a lot of elements that you can use to compose your pictures. So if you if you learn to see the light and the and you turn around, see the effect of the light on people, uh, if you take a certain angle or a different angle, if you start paying attention to the to the areas that are more contrasting, uh, the darkest versus brightest areas, and understand how it affects your picture and your composition, then you start becoming a better photographer. For sure, yeah. And and I see that all the time. I mean, I feel like myself too when I really became aware of that and I just to to learn to see and and how to harness that light is really when when you grow when you really start growing and i see it with my students too that aha moment where they get it and then and then there's like no stopping them and they want to really challenge themselves and they really get it and uh that's uh that is such a good point yeah learn to see I the light 
And your photographs, Valeria, very much all about light. Mm -hmm. So you're a really, really good example of that. So please, viewers, just go <laughs> and check Valeria's work. <laughs> but um, and, and and I see um, in in your work, you're aware of the light all the time, and and that's true. That's what differentiates some street photographers' work from others. Is actually that use of light and how not only that they're able to see it, but how to use it to their advantage. Because really, there is no bad light. You just need to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Good point. Learn to see the light. That's what it's all about, really. <laughs> Great first tip. Tip number two. So tip number two, search for the mood. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the... Um, of the easiest way to get interested pictures is actually to get moody settings and moody scenes. But for that to happen, generally you actually need to go out when other people don't really want to go out. So whether it's raining, whether it's dark outside, um, I really wanted to emphasize that. So for me, you know, rainy days are, are days where ordinary scenes become extraordinary, where you have this atmosphere, the reflection of the light on the pavement, And, uh, and everybody is like in a foggy atmosphere. It's very interesting. Yeah. And so you get very much more interesting stories out of that. But also if you shoot at night, it's also, um, it's also an opportunity for, for different mood. Because all the lights of the night are turning normal scenes into something very mysterious, very attractive, that creates in itself different stories. For sure. So, yeah. And you do shoot a lot at night. I do. And I yeah. think a lot of street photographers are not trying it enough or they're afraid or they don't think that their camera can handle it. But, uh, but if you do, you're rewarded like 100 times. So, mm -hmm. so search for the mood but, and go out when the sun goes down or when it's raining or when yeah. it's snowing. Snowing. <laughs> I was going to say, we got a lot of yeah. that. <laughs> well, you did. You don't anymore. But uh, some of my favorite shots of Chicago of yours were on snowy days. Um, well, when it was minus 20 Celsius, <laughs> I have to admit that not everybody enjoyed that. But again... <laughs> but you have a minimalist, uh, minimalist approach. You have fewer people <laughs> on the streets even. <laughs> Absolutely. No overcrowding scenes. That's right. Uh, but it's true that the night, the mystery of the night. And, um, and I find that black and white works better for night because you have all those different light sources that you can't really balance. And then I find that there is always that ugly yellow cast on, on color pictures, but then you convert those images into black and white and then they become mysterious. And, and those light, um, those light sources become beautiful. And then that, that, that grainy, you know, that grainy look becomes part of the, of what is appealing. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I really love night photography mm -hmm. and it's difficult. Really, you actually miss a lot of shots, but, sure. but the one you get right, yeah, they really get good. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's true. You, you'll shoot more for fewer keepers, but, um, but you can't beat that mood. That's true. And I think also people, I mean, people have busy lives and, you know, the nights are difficult. I mean, people with families and such. So I think it's more challenging for people to go out and shoot at night uh, often too, not just uh, just a, a 
for safety reasons or but uh but life gets in the way but it's true i think it's it's important for any street photographer to to make the time once in a while get out at night Or otherwise, you go to London and the sun goes down at 3 p.m. during winter. <laughs> so. so you leave work and it's already dark. <laughs> it's already dark already. So you just have to go out. Yeah, I find it actually uh, one of my favorite times to shoot in Paris is actually in January because it's dark so early. So we and and uh, so we have, we have so many more opportunities and I just love it. And then you have a little bit of rain in the dark and then all those lights just become just so even more beautiful on the on the pavements and yeah ah oh, i'm right there already <laughs> <laughs> and um and you're right the the as you say like in the rain people do behave differently people hurry and so you have totally different different images yeah well i guess you get more rain than than me now when you're in london you would think so but um <laughs> <laughs> yes it's true Great. Okay, that's a great tip. Search for the mood. Tip number three. My next tip is about um, composition. It's about simplifying, simplifying, simplifying. If you have to remember something at the start, you need to be simplifying. Mm -hmm. So basically, I see a lot of pictures uh, of people trying out street photography. And what really strikes me is how they forget about the essential roles of photography, which is you need to have a subject. You need to have a subject that is well differentiated from your background. You need to have a clear story going on that people can understand right away and not having to wonder about what you're trying to say. And, you know, the whole point is really thinking about uh, composition in a very simple way. You have uh, a primary subject and then you have supporting elements and then you get rid of everything which is not supporting. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying by editing or whatever, but by, not frame, by framing differently. And so to me, the idea is um, that if you, if you become competent at having you know, straightforward, simplified shots, then you can actually... Uh, enhance your skills and start having layers and trying to do more complex photography. But that comes once you have already mastered that first step, which is to be conveying a very simple story um, that is, uh, you know, intentionally simple and that people can actually really understand from the very start. Yeah, Le less is more. Yes. Mm -hmm. But, um, and so when you have like 500 million people on your shots, this is generally not a good picture. Unless you, you really get close to people, unless you create uh, more differentiations through depths of field. I mean, the, there's a lot of things you can do, but basically always think about um, your subject and where it's positioned and whether it's, you know, the eyes is attracted to the subject right away. Yeah, and, and, and remove distracting elements from the frame during your composition, don't always rely on, on cropping. And I think that's why having a fixed focal length lens that you know well helps in your favor. It does, because you learn exactly what's going to be within the frame and mm -hmm. what's not going to be within the frame without even having to look within your, view, your viewfinder. Yeah, you, you position so, yourself accordingly, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's true. Um, And, and that could be applied to any genre of photography um, because um, I, and I teach that too, that, you know, just 
get rid of things that are not necessary in your frame and, and you'll make a stronger image. And, and that applies in everything. It does, but in street photography, you know, the, the famous street photographers tend to do complex photo photographs mm -hmm. and, and people tend to want to emulate that. Whereas, you know, if you learn within another genre, you will learn that that's being simple is very important. Removing the distraction is very important. In street photography, you don't necessarily think that at the beginning. That's true. You're just, ha you're just happy to have a lot of things in your frame, which is human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true. And then, but then you, there is no focal point. So you need to have that focal point clearly um, I, I, obvious in your frame. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. So simplify. Number four. Forget the technique. Okay. So I think that um, some people have already said that, and I can't disagree. Actually, I agree very, very much. So when I started doing street photography, I was using a DSLR, and I was like in P mode, etc. And really, I learned to, to, to start having good images, good compositions, before I started understanding what settings were, would be best or, um, you know, or understanding, you know, technical stuff about my camera. I think it's good to understand the basics of it, but if you start uh, having to play around too many settings, you're going to obviously miss your shot. Mm -hmm. There's one thing I always say, you have, in my opinion, you only have one variable that you can play upon. It's whether it is a focal lens with a zoom, either it's a, the aperture setting, either it's the, the focal point with a manual focus, but it's not the three at the same time. Mm -hmm. If you start changing everything, you're just going to miss your shot. And instead, Just pre-focus or use different, you know, your own setup of techniques that actually allows you not to change settings as you take a shot, but, but focus on what you're actually taking. Yeah, focus on composition. And yes, focus on storytelling. Yeah. It's much more important. And then as you move forward and as you become more competent, again, you can start doing things differently. You can start being smarter about your settings, etc., But this is really not what matters at the beginning. It's true. And that's why so many street photographers actually start developing their skills with a smartphone. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And this is a key. This is an ex this is a proof that it, actually, it can actually work. Exactly. I mean, look, at I've interviewed uh, Elif Suya Basmaz in Istanbul. And all she shoots with is her iPhone. And uh, her work is known all over the world um she's had exhibits and uh she that's her style and her work is beautiful and yeah. talk about limitations yeah so yeah so i oh i love that photograph yeah yeah she's, totally. she's really great oh she's amazing yeah i should have her on the show again um <laughs> to give her oh yeah we should do that actually her top 10 tips and and you know has an iphone photographer would be really yeah fun. that would be very interesting yes, i'll have to uh, contact her again okay so forget you know the technical part just focus on your storytelling skills great tip number five know your city upside down and by, by that i mean that You know, a lot of people think that novelty is exciting, and it is. So if you travel to new places, it's exciting, etc. But at some point, I realized as well that um, this is when the novelty fades away, that you start taking really good pictures. And the reason is very simple. 
as you start to, to, to know well the streets around you, the streets or the places where you shoot a lot, you start having a, a different point of view about them. You start seeing things that you wouldn't have seen on the first place. You start taking shots that are more original or, or focus on different things that are the most obvious ones. So I think it really pays off to, to you know, really discover your city and shoot close to your home and shoot in the places that you've shot a lot before because you, you continuously have a different point of view about them and you start having a much more interesting pictures. Mm -hmm. And I know it's different from other people too, but, um, but yeah, from my, from my experience, um, knowing the places where you shoot allows you to get better. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. you know, you know the best times to be there. You know when the sun is going to hit that building and, and reflect to that other side of the street or whatever. Um, so you, you put, you know, you can really, by knowing your city that well, you, you can put more chances on your side to get the more difficult shots and more exciting shots too. Yeah, and you know when I when I go to to different cities, it always take me three or four days oh, yeah. to to really get the city, to get a feel of it, to start mm -hmm. you know taking the interesting shots, not the obvious ones. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, you're right, and uh, it's overwhelming at first. It is mm -hmm. because it's all new, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. So be be uh, be brave and start scrutinizing your city and start learning about all those little things that are going to make a difference in your photography. Yeah. For sure. And uh, and then good time to experience, you know, your city in the rain, in the snow, in the dark, you know, and, and, uh, and look at it with fresh eyes. Mm -hmm. For sure. Awesome. Number six. So never lose focus. Mm -hmm. One thing that really people do often is, you know, I shoot and then I think about something else or then I look at my pictures behind my camera <laughs> or I think about the party I'm going to have tonight and then up, you miss the shot. Yeah. It's a very, very basic tip, but I've learned it at my, <laughs> with my own mistakes that if you keep focused, even if, you, if it's on your way back, even if it's like uh, you're in the, in the bus or you're on the last 10 minutes of your photo walk, etc., the Great shot can just happen anytime. Yeah. So when you are out shooting, my best advice is to keep focused on what you are doing, meaning shooting. Stay in your zone, stay focused. Don't spend time looking at your photos. Don't spend time thinking about the party tonight. Just look around you and, and do it well. Yeah. Yeah, stay so, in the zone. You're right. Stay in the zone. And it, but it's easy when you you know when you when you're starting to be distracted to to look at the the photos forever behind and around you so many things can happen at the same yes. time <laughs> and it would be such a shame that you miss the shot just because you're being distracted yeah and, and so it, yeah it's happened to me too where I put the camera away thinking oh I'm almost at my car and that last block is when the shot of the day happens and I just put my camera back in the bag yeah. So don't lose focus, people. Yeah. And, uh, and don't put your camera back in the bag until you get home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Great. Never lose focus. That was a great tip. Um, number seven. All right. Become fearless. So this is one which is easier said than done. I was just going to say that easier said than done. <laughs> but no, but truthfully, though, there's nothing to be feared. In most places... If you 
you know, if you think that um, not uh, being fearful or not wanting to be close to people is an obstacle for your photography, then it's time to actually change that. And, you know, it took me two, two years almost to, to get very close to people. It took me two years to be confident enough to do it. And one day, I really went super close to someone, took a shot that became one of my best shots that I really, really like. And from that day on, I decided that I was not going to be afraid anymore. So I think the, if it's becoming a problem for you, if it's something that really stops you from or that you find challenging and that you really want to be solving, then it's time to start, you know, overcoming those fears and not being worried about people being upset or, or reacting badly, et cetera, because most of the time nothing's happening. Yeah. And, you know, that's a reality. I've shot so many, so many shots of people very, very close by. And the worst I got is like, oh, please erase this picture. And that yeah. happened like three times to me in my whole life. So I think it's fine. I think it's really something that we can overcome with time if we really want it. But you've got to practice. Mm -hmm. And I would actually say that you can start with uh, practicing in crowds where there's a lot of tourists, you know, to become more confident and to see that. A lot of things are not happening in a bad way. And, you know, most of the time people are just going to be surprised or whatever. They're not even going to see you. Yeah. But if fear comes in the way of you and your development in photography, then it's not a good thing. And then it's something that we need to be working against. Very, very true. Um, I think the fear of not getting the shot has to be bigger than the fear of the stranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is very true. Yeah. And so, so, many, so yeah. many times happened to me and I was so disappointed because I was too far away or I, wasn't, I didn't got like that super great expression because the person was looking direct at me and I didn't dare take my uh, big camera to take the shots. And then uh, I stopped doing that because it was too annoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's true. And, um, and, and it's, it's, it's human. I mean, we all, we all, went through that. I mean, I, I think very few street photographers started out being bold enough to just go up to a stranger, get really close and, and shoot. I mean, I'm sure some do, but um, it's baby steps. It's, it takes time. And, uh, and again, it, you have to get to the point where not getting the shot will become your biggest fear versus, you know, going up to that stranger. And, yes, um, yeah. it's very true. Mm hmm Great. So become fearless, like Marie. <laughs> <laughs> or like Valerie. <laughs> yeah, well, it took me a little while. You know, my first street shots were, I was a little bit further away than I am now. So, you know, I always say it doesn't oh, happen but, overnight. <laughs> uh, uh, so to everybody listening, this is so true. It doesn't happen overnight. No. It happens baby step by baby steps, but try it out. It's actually really worth yeah. it. Just, just get a little closer every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great tip number eight embrace mindfulness so what I mean by mindfulness is really um, being open to the unexpected to whatever can happen around you and to be able to size those opportunities that you have not seen coming because this is a whole point of street photography and I hear a lot of people telling me yes so I just you know got uh, one shot in one day Uh, because I was there, you know, waiting at this scene for five hours to get that specific shot that I had in mind. 
And I was like, what a waste of five hours of your time. <laughs> because, I mean, look at all those opportunities that you could have sized all around you if you had, look, you know, if you had been open to that. So maybe your approach is, you know, to, to not stage but nearly stage your street shots. But what I mean is if you go out of your home with a very clear and distinct idea of what you want to shot where and how, then you should better stage it. Because honestly, the chances that it actually happens the way you think about it, it's probably never going to happen. That's very, very slim for sure. But, and, do, but do you ever, like I've I found a perfect spot, perfect light, but I'm never satisfied with the right person going through. I'll wait for 30 minutes. Sure, you've, sure. you've surely done that too. I, yes, well, it's not my style, but okay. I, I'm, I get very impatient. So okay. after two minutes, I generally go away. <laughs> <laughs> the longest I've waited is probably five minutes. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Then you uh, move on. Now, yes. I mean, I've, I've probably the longest I've waited is 30 minutes, which is pretty long, especially, you know me, <laughs> I don't stay. It's probably the only reason I would ever stay put for 30 minutes is actually to get the right shot because I really, really want it because I can't stand still for for that long normally but um yeah if it's just the right location the right light but i really I want know. a better subject it's worth the wait i mean if it doesn't come after 30 minutes i don't think i would be patient enough to stay I, I agree i agree but i i think that um i absolutely agree with you and i think it depends on your style etc mm -hmm. but what i really meant is um if you remain open to to you know to to be surprised and to to any types of picture that can happen around yeah. you. You know, if it's a sunny day and you go out with, a, with an idea in mind that you're going to have shadows, fine. But keep an open mind that within the shadows, some expressions are going to light up and maybe it's not about shadows anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's about something different. But if you keep an open mind and look around you and scan the environment with no uh, pre preconceived conceived yeah. ideas, mm -hmm then you're more capable and, and more likely to be lucky. I just want to say, you know, you just need to be looking for, for your luck uh, instead of waiting for it. Yeah, it, it's true. Let the street surprise you. Don't Because if you actually go out with a shot in mind, chances are it's a shot that you've already seen somewhere else and it's not even yours. Yes, exactly. Whereas if you just go completely empty, um, you have more chances of, you know, fulfilling your vision and just creating something really that's that's yours and reflects your style and personality exactly yeah and that comes also with um just learning to have the right mindset and to to know that the street can surprise you everywhere you go at yeah. any point and you can never know what's going to happen and this is the wonder of street photography this is why we're street photographers yeah. we just know we just love to be surprised. Yeah, it's the for sure the element of surprise that never knowing what's going to be at the next corner, but you know there's going to be a story there. You yes. just have to see it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, you just make me want to grab my camera and leave right away. <laughs> so let's get to tip number nine. <laughs> All right. Fail often, try again. Fail so often, try again. Good tip. Yeah, so... Obviously, street photography doesn't, it's not an easy genre. 
it's not like other genre. You need to be taking a lot of crap. 90% of your images are going to be crap. And that's fine. But what I see also is that people are not trying it enough. You know, they are like going out and then maybe taking a few shots here and there because they're waiting for the perfect shot to come in front of them. But they need to be taking the shot, whatever it is, and think afterwards and not being you know, afraid of, of failing because it's fine to have 500 crappy shots within a, a three hours period of time. <laughs> it's fine. If you don't try, maybe you will never get the moment where the person is turning around you and um, the, the eyes are, is just looking at you at this perfect moment. And I think that you need to be trying a lot um, and of course you're going to fail a lot and that's fine and that's okay. I shoot and I get maybe 5% of my shots are worth anything mm -hmm. and yeah. I'm very happy if it does. But if you don't shoot or if you wait for the perfect moment or you're never going to get it. Yeah. And you, people, we've never said learn from your success. success. You always learn from your mistakes anyways. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, you know, when you're at home and you look over your camera, your computer, you can actually start analyzing your shots and what could have been better if you had done this or that or, you know, but if you don't shoot, obviously, <laughs> you won't get much out yeah. of an insight. Yeah, get out often, shoot often, fail and, um, and, and you'll learn. With it. Try again, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there is... Um, That's the thing. And, and reset your expectations, too, because I see new street photographers who are photographers but shoot other other things, you know, whether it's landscape or that are, you know, a little more giving because obviously they, the, the mountain is always going to be there. It just come back at a different time, different light. Um, but street photography, you have to reset your expectations because you have so little control. So y you won't have, you know, very many keepers at the end of the day. It's not, it's not realistic. And yeah, and in my workshops, I've seen a lot of people telling me, you know, I'm so disappointed because I've taken so many bad shots. And I said, but you took three amazing ones. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, okay. And so that's good. <laughs> I'm and happy I'm like, yeah. with the, I'm happy with one at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the whole point. Yeah. So don't and, be afraid to fail. Yeah. Just do it. And even if you come home and you don't have any keepers, it's okay. You still learned. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's it's better to try than not. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Well, that's definitely I couldn't agree more. Okay, and tip number 10. Okay, final tip, make up your own mind. So I think as a street photographer, we are in a very narrow-minded community of people. And at the end of the day, what I tell everybody is that, you know, don't listen to me. Just make up your mind about what you believe and what you don't believe and how you define street photography and how you define uh, your work and your own vision. And I think it's very important to take a step back and, you know, listen to the do's and don'ts and whatever, a lot of things like that. <laughs> but, but think about whether or not it applies to you, whether or not it feels true to you. And don't listen to people telling you, you can't do this or you can't do that. Because at the end of the day, what really matters is that you do something that is going to fulfill your own vision. And for you to find this vision, you, be, you need to be experimenting and you need to get out of all that, um, those guidelines and those, um, those rules and, you know, imposed on you. And I think that if you really want to be creative and at some point if we want to be innovating, we need to be getting a little out of, of what people say we need to do or, 
or the rules around the genre. Mm. And if what you want to do is street photo, it's not street photography, but abstract street photography or almost portrait street photography, and people tell you, but this is not street photography and you shouldn't do that, you know, who cares? Yeah, for sure. And I've heard a lot of people complain about that and telling me, but, you know, I can't use, for example, f-stop um, below six in street photography. And I said, why not? <laughs> because I've, I've been told so. And yeah. I was like, well, this who is Who told you? Yeah. Who told you that? <laughs> who is the authority? That's what I want to know. <laughs> is the street photography police? They're out there. I know. <laughs> so I just, uh, so if someone tells you something, just listen to it fine. But try it anyway. Yeah. Exactly. You're the- doing this for you. So... Yeah, make yourself happy. And I don't know if what you think, Valerie, but uh, street photography is not an easy genre. Because there's no, so many not. people telling you what to do. And <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's uh, it's funny because like, oh, this doesn't belong. Oh, this doesn't qualify. Oh, this. Oh, there's eye contact. That doesn't work. I'm like, but who made all those rules? <laughs> Oh, the master, we're not doing it that way. Well, who cares? <laughs> I know. I know. It's just when it comes down to it, you know what? You're not working for a client. You're working for you. And just you don't have to compromise with anybody. It's your vision. And whatever whatever makes you happy and what you whatever makes you, you know, um, fulfills your, your, your vision, that's what matters for sure. Yeah. And uh, and I, it's what I like when I see, I like to see something I don't see very often. It's refreshing. It's like, oh, I had never seen this type of street photography. And like a lot of abstract, it's pretty cool. And and that's, that always grabs my attention because it's different. Because you see a lot of the same stuff out there. Exactly. Because people are copying one another mm-hmm. so, so that they know that they really, you know, fit within a... Yeah, a, a given frame or a given community, and I think it's completely stupid. And we're not going to evolve the genre if we keep doing that. That's true. So on the contrary, if you want to do something completely crazy, please do it. Yeah, and share it with us. Yes, <laughs> yes, please do. It's funny. Okay, the girls are leading the way. <laughs> <laughs> we want it. We want things to evolve. Oh, that's awesome! That was so much fun, Marie. Thank you so much for taking the time to. Uh, to do this with me. Um, it's, uh, it was refreshing to hear all those tips and, you know, from, from a, a female street photographer. Again, there, there are a lot of us out there, but they're not very vocal. So, uh, I hope that, uh, you pass the way for, for more, more, uh, women photographers to contact me. I would love to hear, you know, their, their tips as well. Because Absolutely. Uh, yeah, our our approach. I mean, we your your work is very you. I mean, when I see your work on social media, I don't have to look at the name. I know it's you. You really have your your, your signature style, um, and uh, and I think that's just that's great. And I, I would urge everyone if you don't already follow Marie on social media to, to check her out. Now, where can people, um, is there like a one place, like your website where you have links to all your social media? Oh, yes. Okay. So, and um, your book? Yes. So, um, it's on why don't you say my and, website. and spell it out too, because nobody will. Uh, of course, uh, with my French name, nobody will understand anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's marielenio.com. And so it's written M-A-R-I-E. 
L-A-I-G-N-E-A-U.com. So this is my uh, name and first and last name.com. And you can find there my links to my social media, my ebooks, and uh, a lot of blog posts that I've written about street photography, and notably um, how to define your own vision, etc., and a lot of storytelling tips. Great. Thank you so much. Now, what's, uh, do you have any trips coming up? No, I just came back from Portugal. So oh, that's right. For, that's right. For now, I'm going to stay put a little while and explore London again. <laughs> yes, different uh, different season. Now you're getting into the fall. and Yeah, so hopefully a lot of rain and a lot of umbrellas and perhaps yes. even some dark night shots. I, I, can't get an, I can't shoot an umbrella without thinking of you. <laughs> oh, well, it is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I see an umbrella. And, and in Minnesota, it, it doesn't, I mean, we get hot, and dry or actually humid but not that much rain and um or very cold and snowy but umbrellas don't come up very often so i'm always excited when it's a rainy day and there might be some umbrellas and i always think of you I'm like oh marie would be out shooting those umbrellas um because that's one of your definitely your your, your signature uh subject i love it Oh, thank you, Valérie. Thank you. So please go check out Marie's work. Marie, thank you so much. We'll um, have you on the show again for, for something different. Maybe we should do a Q&A uh, show together in the next few months. That would be really fun. I would love to come back, Valérie. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. And uh, thank you, Valérie, for having me. Thank you. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show. And if you enjoy it, please don't forget to leave a rating on iTunes and please share on social media. My name is Valérie Jardin and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Hit the streets.